Hi, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Eileen Elvira, and I have ADHD. I'm not a doctor, but living with ADHD all my life has taken me down many a research rabbit hole. I'm here to help you build skills to excel and achieve success and fulfillment in this wild and wondrous thing we call life. We are going to embrace our neurodiversity through stories you may find entertaining, motivational, and educational. So buckle up and let's get this show on the road. Once again, I'm Eileen. You can call me I, and I'm that ADHD chick. I am an intelligent, healthy, respected woman, effectively expressing my authentic self, and I am enough. That, my friends, is my contract. It's an affirmation that was given to me by my PD coach, my personal development coach. And though it's been like seven months, I think, already since receiving that contract, I feel like every day I'm still working really, really hard to live up to every part of it, especially the health part. For example, I'd love to start taking walks on a regular basis, preferably every day, because like lately I've been reading a lot and listening to a lot of podcasts and, you know, streaming things on YouTube on like the benefits of walking. And there's just so many, and I knew that it was good for you, but you know, I've never heard like in depth how good it is for your, your mental health and your course, your physical health and your internal and, you know, everything. And so that was one part of my contract that I really, or that is one part of my contract that I really need to work harder on. And I'm, I'm not giving up every day. I'm telling myself, Hey, what's stopping you today? Right. But see, that's what affirmations are for, right. To help encourage us to do what we say we are going to do in our affirmations. So with affirmations, you're kind of telling yourself, hey, I'm, I'm an intelligent, healthy, respected woman, right? So I'm calling myself these names. I'm giving myself these amazing labels. I know labels, that's a bad word. You know, I don't like to use that. So we're going to say names because I just started hearing that from someone I started uh, following lately and I'll tell you about her later. But I never knew that all these labels, these names I was given growing up with ADHD was partially why I was the way I was or partially why I am the way I am even now. And it's been keeping me limited or it was keeping me limited and keeping me down in that little that little hole of, of names, that little hall of names that wasn't really me. And Um, Some of those names would be like lazy, underachiever, hardheaded, late all the time, um, forgetful, or a shopaholic. And there are more words that, that I've even called myself. And who knows what others called me behind my back, but that's none of my business. So what people call you behind your back, that's none of your business. I know you might've heard that before, but if you haven't, I'm telling you. I'm a Gen Xer and Gen Xers grew up with the mantra, sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. I know it's all coming back to you guys, right? And as an adult, I realized that believing that mantra was simply a um, a coping meca- mechanism. Like I didn't know that word when I was younger, right? So uh, it's simply it was simply a coping mechanism for that moment when you're being called those names. 
It's to protect us from feeling hurt at that moment by those names and, and hoping that like, you know, if you lived by this mantra, it wouldn't hurt you later on. Right. Um, what it didn't do though, the mantra didn't do is stop those names from embedding its ideas (laughs) in my subconscious. Let me uh, elaborate on that. So even though I wasn't supposed to believe in the names I was called, I still lived my life fighting against them like trying to prove to them, the people who called me those names, and to myself that I wasn't actually those names, like that wasn't me. And a dear friend of mine just this morning sent me a faith-based podcast. It's called um, Susan Larson Live. And her guest, Hosanna Wong, said something so profound that I was like, amen, sister. And there I was like laying in bed with nobody around me. And I'm like, amen, you know. And I started following her on Instagram and started listening to more of her stuff. And, um, you know, you should go check her out. Her name is Hosanna Wong. You can find her on Instagram. I think she's also on HosannaWong.com. And she said, what we believe about ourselves determines how we live. If we believe that we are not enough, then we will live like we are not enough. And I am enough is the anchor in my contract you heard earlier. So I really resonated with this message. To me, it meant that if you believe you're a failure, you'll live like one. If you believe you're stupid, you'll live like you are. If you believe that you're a burden to be loved, then you live as if you are. You get the gist. She says that the enemy of our souls puts this shit in our head because it wants us to believe that we are less than who we are. So we can ultimately live, yes, a lesser life. Boom. That's the sound of my head exploding, by the way. This is crazy. Since in my last episode, which was like, a month ago, <laughs> I changed my podcast name or my tagline to making of a brilliant life. I mean, it's so cool how that happens, right? Coincidences that are not really coincidences because I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that God, you know, made them happen. So being called these names, let's go back to that. Being called these names is why ADHDers start masking putting up a front and changing who we really are to appear like we're not oftentimes complete shit shows. (laughs) I feel like every day I have a shit show moment. I mean, I don't go through one single day without feeling like I'm a shit show. And guess what? I'm okay with it. And we'll get to that in the end. But we start freaking hustling to overachieve so we can make ourselves better and more valuable so others wouldn't have such a hard time loving us. And I saw myself or I see myself as this person, this overachiever. Slowly through the years, I would say, especially in the past uh, eight years or so, like when my, uh, wait, not eight years, my goodness, like five years, especially after my dad passed away, I had like this kind of like a soul searching thing going on with me. And I feel like, oh my gosh, I was an overachiever. (laughs) I would just, you know, fight to do uh, things that maybe were out of range at the moment. And I just 
pushed myself to do it and I became stressed and, you know, I did it and I made people think that, oh my gosh, she's awesome. Like she could do all this stuff, you know, but it was to my detriment because then I was, I was anxious and I was stressed and, and I was tired and, you know, and all those things. This is where I'm kind of describing my perfectionism. And I just kind of talked about where that came from, you know, the names and, 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 and the labels and how I felt about it in the past. And it's all freaking making sense now. This perfectionism, it's kept me in this prison. And I know it's that, that terms out there like the pr uh, prisoner of perfection, right? And that prison comes with anxiety, like I said, disappointment, um, because if you don't live up to that, then you're, you're kind of setting yourself up for the disappointment, not living in the now, not living in the present. Cause we're always worried about the future and what other people are going to think. And also not taking risks. And that's a big one because a lot of the success that people experience is from taking risks. And now I know why I waited so long to start a business because when I knew that I'd probably great, be great at it, I was not willing to take that risk. I always made excuses like I have other stuff to do. I got I have to raise these kids. You know, I got three. I'm super busy, you know, blah, 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 all that. And it's funny because my husband, he's been recommending I start a business way back when the kids were little, like 16, 17 years ago, he used to even say, I should write books. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I think in my head, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I could probably write books, you know? And he would say, write children's books because I guess I was really good at talking to my children and, and making up stories for them and things like that. And so he was like, you should write children's books. I'd, I'd like to say, you know, you're with the right person when they believe in you more than you believe in you. And, and still, I still see that even to this day. So I'm hoping you're, you're with that person. Um, so how, how do we get over this? Right. I'm, I'm talking about all these things we've gone through and how we're prisoners of our, of these words and stuff like that. But how do we get over this? It's simple. Notice I don't say easy. I'll never say that it's easy, but it's simple. It's self-acceptance and failing forward. Because sometimes you could even fail forward while you're trying to self-accept. First, let's talk about self-acceptance. Accept yourself for who you are and know that you're doing your best. And when you do that, you start to heal. You start to do away with that fear that you have and that shame that made you the perfectionist that you are. And the people who love you, the ones who really love you, will also accept you for who you are. Trust me. Oh, and please, please, please make sure you recognize that. Recognize that fact that they are loving you for who you are. Because it took me some years to recognize that people didn't care if I was a shit show. They love me anyway. And when I acknowledge that, all the walls that I had built to block people from knowing that I'm not perfect came tumbling down. 
And damn, was that a relief. It was like someone just took away a heavy ass weight that I've been carrying around for years. And it felt awesome. As for failing forward, you hear that in business a lot, right? Fail forward, like fail forward. You know, if you, if you fail at this um, business, keep going, keep going. And that's the same for this topic. <laughs> Failing forward, fail forward with the confidence that it's all uphill from there. And then when you fail again, know that you're that much higher up that hill. Until you freaking failed so much that you actually succeed. Look at that. That you actually succeed and find yourself at the peak of that fucking mountain that you thought was only a hill. (laughs) Your time is coming. Have faith because I have faith in you. And if you resonated with anything in this episode and you got a few little tidbits, please leave me an honest review on the podcast platform that you're listening to. And don't forget to follow so you don't miss an episode since I'm being fairly inconsistent here. And I apologize for that. I apologized so many times in the past. So I'm going to stop apologizing, but please follow me so that you will not miss another episode. And please share my podcast out to anybody you think that, um, that would resonate and would benefit from anything that I say here. And I really, really appreciate you. And remember, I leave all the other info that I've left out, the details in the show notes, in the description. So don't forget to check that out. And that's all she wrote. Please stay safe, stay well, and live abundantly. And I'll talk at you later. This is Eileen, that ADHD chick, signing off.